Hello, welcome to Christina Talks. Um, so this episode, I wanted to share something with you that just proves how much stuff is in my little head. So, you know, the podcast is called Christina Talks. Because I talk a lot, I'm constantly delivering in different places, in like webinars and whether I'm talking in, my, in someone's Facebook group to their membership, whether I'm on a stage somewhere, delivering a webinar, whatever it might be. It's a huge amount. And sometimes there's stuff that I do that like obviously like the stage stuff is way more planned and I've got my slides sorted and the rest of it. Um, but there's other things that I do that are a bit more, let's say, impromptu because I know my stuff. So I'll kind of like get a few ideas together and like and then do a 40, you know, 30 minutes on that particular thing. And I've just had like three or five bullet points. So I'm going to work through them. Well, I had to do something a little while ago and I've just been clearing out some notes I, and I came across my little brain dump and I thought actually that's a really useful bit of content so we're, we're turning it into a resource at Green Umbrella but I thought you know what as I'm a marketer why not share it on the podcast too so here you go in my head there are 25 different ways for you to build your email marketing list so and that they're all listed here. I've got little symbols next to them. I wonder what they meant at the time. I can't remember. But, you know, I don't even remember who I was doing this for. That's quite bad. But here you go. 25 ways for you to build your email list. So number one, sign up, put a sign up form on your homepage or like on your contact us page, because they are always your homepage, your contact us page. And to be honest, if you've got your team, like your your like meet the team or about us page, they tend to be the most visited pages on your website organically. So they're really good places to have general contact forms, you know, subscribe for updates, that kind of stuff. So make sure you've got them there. On your content pages, so things like your blogs, that sort of stuff, um, it's good to have like a pop-up. So like an exit intent is is what I call it what this means is and actually if you wanted to if you went to um green-umbrella.biz go and look at our blog when you're on a specific article when your mouse sort of moves away as if you're leaving the site and you know this is on desktop it doesn't work so well on mobile so don't don't do it on mobile that would be my suggestion um pop-ups on mobile are always hard work for the user so don't do them there desktop is fine though but when your mouse moves away, basically like as if you're leaving the website, you go into another tab or to, you know, close the window, this pop-up appears and it sort of stops people. They're kind of go, oh, what's that? If you offer something valuable in that pop-up, so like if you've got a lead magnet, a download, a guide, an ebook, blueprint, a quiz, whatever it might be, having that on that pop-up and people can click, click the link or fill in the form and um, access whatever it is there and then that can work really well in terms of building your list um, making sure that you've got a call to action in your emails and this is something where at the time I was like guys we, we need to put something in our emails like why haven't we done this ourselves and I tell people to do it all the time in their nurture sequences so like you know those automated emails you might do off the back of a lead magnet you I would encourage you to put something in there called a powerful PS so the idea is you deliver the content, which is value based and you sign it off. But then you've got a PS, by the way, if you want to book a call with me to talk about our management services, here's the link. 
something like that. So it's almost like a, you're throwing it in at the end. Now, there's no reason why, if you're working on a specific campaign, why you wouldn't include a powerful PS in your email signature as a bit of a reminder. People Are people going to click on it? Maybe, maybe not, probably not. But it's that reminder, again, it creates another touch point. And someone might take that, they might forward it on. It's nice and easy if they happen to be in conversation for them to search you in their emails, get the link from the PS on any of the emails from you and pass it on to someone. So yeah, powerful PSs, call to actions in your emails. Um, send, right, so allowing people to sign up for content that they will only get via email, that's a good way of building your list. So sometimes we see this in memberships and things like that. You're paying a monthly fee to be part of a membership so that you get to be in a Facebook group or, or um, on a Discord server or access the Slack channel, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, and because you're paying, there's content within that not available publicly. Well, you could do the same thing, but just run it through your emails. So, you know, actually, if you sign up, you're going to get this content that you can only get this way. Well, now you've got the data, you can market to them. Um, you can offer personalised sign-up options as well. So sometimes when you've got to sign up, like people don't want to sign up if it means signing up for everything. But if you've got a few options, so people can kind of go, actually, yeah, I'm going to sign up, but I only want to hear about this and this. So maybe people want to sign up with us, but they only want to hear about print and design. They're not interested in social media and websites and all the good stuff that I do then that might encourage people to sign up if they've got more control over what they're getting. So from a GDPR perspective, if you offer a, a variety of services that are actually quite different, that would be a good approach. Um, so where are we? That's, num that's mm, 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 mm. trying to find it on the list. I've got distracted. Um, okay, offer personalised sign-up options. There you go. Talked about powerful PSs already in terms as well as the call to actions in emails. Um, yeah, lead gen. So create an asset. So this could be a PDF asset that someone can download. So things that work really nicely. It could be like if you call something an ebook, it's a bit dated now, but essentially it's a digital, you know, it's a PDF, it's a digital resource. There's going to be I'd say because you want it to be high value, there's probably going to be like eight, 12, 16 pages. Always do them in multiples of four because if you ever decide to print it um, so that you can give it out physically, if it's in a multiple of four, you're, you're kind of pretty much 90% ready to go on, the, on, that, on that file. So, yeah, so something like an ebook, um, like I said, we'll call it a guide or a blueprint, something like that. Um, a free chapter. If you've written a book, you might make the first chapter available as a free download. Obviously, the call to action after that is for them to buy the rest of the book. Um, it could be a one page poster or a checklist, something like that. You could put together a mini course that's delivered by email. So whether that's text only or whether it's a series of videos delivered by email, you might have a course on um, Teachable or Tovi or something like that where People can sign up for free to access that that course there as well, and this is like it's all about providing a high value asset that people can essentially um, purchase. She says in inverted speech marks, um, purchase by in the way of you know the currency being their contact details. Um, and a note on that as well, like 
three years ago, I'd have said, on oh, no, first name, last name, email address, don't ask for phone number because that's a barrier. Well, actually, now people are more than comfortable to give you their phone number as well, partly because we've seen this shift in terms of people using things like WhatsApp more, but this like Facebook Messenger. When we think about the the way people use social media, they're very much using these one-to-one channels now rather than the the sort of the, the one-to-many broadcast style communications. And for that reason, people are happier these days to give you a phone number. So, you know, go and update your forms on your you know whatever you've got going on the web on your website now and your landing pages if you're not already asking for phone numbers go and update that um think about you think about running competitions on social media that's a really good way of gathering data um just make sure people have to sign up somewhere to be part of the the competition um to to enter um just always make sure you you've got like you know the the opt-ins and that kind of stuff there um you can use your social media headers as sort of sign up ads so you can have they really nice graphics selling one of your downloads, for example, with a a link on there that you know, either they can click through on or that's like a easy to remember link that they can go and type into the browser, or whatever, go and access it from there. Um, I can't read the next one on my list. So I'm going to skip over that one. I think it says send live links to sign up pages. So. Yeah, just like I said, if you've got landing pages, that kind of stuff, using them in automated messaging, that kind of stuff can work really well. You could share video previews on social media. So, you know, maybe there is, maybe you've, for example, I'm recording this immediately after recording a podcast interview. I might share five minutes of that podcast interview publicly. And basically say you only get to the whole episode if you sign up to my list. Okay, so something like that, a preview like that could work really, really nicely. That especially works if you are going to do something where maybe you've pre-recorded something that you're going to release live later. You could do a, sorry, what I mean is, let's say you're going to do a live, you're going to do a webinar, something like that, you're going to do a panel interview, or, or you're just going to go live on Facebook and interview someone, okay, and, and do that live. You might do a pre-video, get that person on for five minutes, just give everyone a bit of a taste of what you're going to talk about. Um, And then, you know, if you sign up, we're going to let you into this private Facebook group and that's where we're going to live stream it. So, again, you only get access if you've signed up. Whilst you're delivering videos, that kind of thing, deliver your call to actions, you know, literally live. So I could, in fact, I said, oh, you know, if you go to the blog, green-umbrella.biz, blah, blah, blah. It's like actually sometimes you might drop something in whilst you're presenting, like go to this link and get this resource. You might say um, if you've got automation running, like there's loads of tools you can use now if, on Instagram, especially DM me this word. And when people do that, there's an automated message that comes back. So like I said, there's X- mobile monkey, for example, is a tool where you can set that up. You the other thing with your videos as well is that if you're going to put it in the video, make sure you put it in the description too. Um, you know, be really clear what it is you're trying to get people to do, what that call to action is on YouTube, especially put it sort of further up in the description. So it's one of the first things people see when they when they open up that description box. Um, also from an SEO perspective, because it will be fulfilled with nice juicy keywords that will also help your case. Um, things like Putting your putting a landing page link in your Instagram stories and your YouTube end screens, 
YouTube shorts as well, using them there. And actually in LinkedIn has now, so I'm saying this, it's literally rolled out about a week ago. Um, where are we now? Middle of August. So um, this rolled out about a week, two weeks ago. I don't have it yet. So hopefully when you hear this episode, I have got it and you've got it too. But posting photos on LinkedIn, you're like just a normal image post, you'll be able to add a link onto those as well. So, you know, that's another way. If you're talking about something and you've got a download that's relevant to that, popping the link on the image so that people can click through to that landing page. And because it's a new feature on LinkedIn, they're probably going to promote that stuff. So make use of it. Make use of it. Um, okay, what is next? Uh, mm, 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 create offers that are only accessible by email. So if you want this 10% off voucher, give me your details. Look for partners where you can market together. So who do you know that serves the same audience as you? Same ideal clients are their clients. And they do something that's related, but not the same. You'd like, you're complementary. Maybe you could be doing guest blogs for each other and you've got links within your guest blogs. Maybe you're going to get together and do some joint, um, like I say, some joint video content. You're, you know, maybe you've got, there's podcasts you can go on, for example, that sort of stuff. You know, if you're not in marketing and you and recruiters are your audience and you're listening to this, maybe you want to come on my podcast. Let me know. Drop me a message on LinkedIn. Think about collecting your email addresses when you're offline okay so what offline activities are you engaged in things like old school networking when are you out and about and you know i think we're really giving someone your details is second nature but asking someone for theirs perhaps isn't so maybe that's something you should be doing more of in order to build your list and obviously make sure you process all that stuff afterwards within gtpr um running events running events are a good way to build your list so you could run an event that is okay i'm going to run this event so if you're interested please sign up for updates so maybe let's say we get 100 people sign up because they're interested in the event even though you don't know when or where it's going to happen okay once the event is like you've got that information sorted you can go out again you've already got data to go to to get your initial bookings out uh, you get your initial bookings on but you can still go out further to try and get more data again and get those bookings. And that works for face-to-face -face and online events. So and if you want to do something face-to-face, -face, brilliant. If you want to do something online like webinars, that kind of stuff, live streams, you know, this is all really good, good ways of running events. You could run a challenge. Now, challenges are becoming more and more popular, especially with the coaching consulting world. Think of a challenge as, you know, it's like a an, a 90-minute webinar broken into five pieces, okay? And like you'd get a five-day challenge or a 45-minute webinar broken into three pieces. So I, we see three-day challenges, five-day, seven-day. I've seen 14-day challenges and 30-day challenges. To be honest, 14 and 30-day challenges, you you struggle to get people sticking with you to the end the people that do are highly motivated so it could be like if you're doing something that's if you're selling something that's higher ticket let's say it's a bit more of a price label on it 
a bit more of an investment required, then doing something that is longer is brilliant. Because like I said, those people that are with you to the end, they're highly motivated. They are in it. They're going to be easy for you to convert onto that onto that package, onto, onto that product. Um, if it's something that's a lower ticket, like a let's say something that's, I don't know, fifty pounds of a hundred pounds a month or less, then I think something that's more like a um a five day challenge is probably going to work better for you. Or you know, something that's like a one off where they're spending, I'd say less, probably less than two thousand two and a half thousand pounds in terms of investment. I think five day is probably the max you want to do. Okay, uh, what else have I got in here? What's after running charge? Using QR codes. This is great on your offline stuff or if you are presenting, sharing screens and you know, like whoever you're speaking for, they're not going to share the data with you because they haven't asked for permission to do that. So you need to do whatever you can during that speaking slot to get people engaging with you. QR code on screen, nice, easy way of doing it. And there's there's lots of tools you can use to not only create the QR code, but actually, you know, once someone zapped that QR code, the, the landing page they're presented with, lots of tools out there to help you achieve those, gather the data and, and have something cool happen with that. Um, reactivating stale data. This is a big one that people miss. So we've got all this data. So for example, do you know what? I'll give you the stats. At the minute, the green umbrella marketing mailing list is... I think we've got about 18,000 email addresses. In terms of who is interacting with us on a weekly basis, it's about six and a half thousand of those emails. Okay. And, and that's like a across a, a couple of different audience, a, a couple of different lists that we've got um, and, and different campaigns that we're sending out. It's about there's about six and a half thousand people that are receiving emails from us on a weekly basis. Now, of course, they're not all of them opening every email every week but they are all opening emails on a regular basis, okay? So at least once a month. But that's a lot of data sitting there that perhaps isn't. Now, we could just bin that off or we could run some campaigns to help re-energize that data, reactivate it. So it's worth looking at as well. Sometimes we, we kind of, we're really invested in getting fresh data, fresh data, fresh data, but we haven't actually looked at what we've got and what's happening there. So, you know, some of these other people that, you know, maybe they're opening emails from us less than once a month. So they're not completely turned off from us. What are they engaging with? How can we do more of that? So they start to open our emails more often. We could do something like offering a free call. If you want a free call, here you go. But here's our Canonly link. Here's our Canonly link. But to get the Canonly link, give us your data. Here's the Canonly link. You've got to enter your data anyway to book the call but maybe we're going to position it more like an application process because we don't want our we don't want our diaries filled with calls that are not quality okay um this sounds bad to say it on a podcast but it makes perfect business sense if i put a canly link together and i'm going to put it out there publicly i'm going to add some qualifying questions and if people book on and they answer those qualifying questions and I go, do you know what? That is not going to be a good use of my time to get on that call. Then I'm either going to get someone else to take the call or I might get in contact with that person, reschedule it for another time. or go, actually, do you know what? Um, you know, I'm really sorry, but based on your questions, um, I've actually got some resources for you. So go and have a look at those. And if after that you still think you need some help, 
feel free to book a call again. No, so we kind of make a work for it. Maybe that sounds a little bit big headed. Um, but like I said, we've we've got to when you're getting on a call with someone, you've got to make sure it's qualified. You've got to make sure you're getting on a call with the right people. And sometimes those qualifying questions might help someone disqualify themselves. And that's actually quite a good marketing tactic in general. Think about how can we help people to disqualify themselves so that the leads we get in are meaningful. So yeah, free calls can work really nicely. Um, creating things like quizzes and people that have a personalised report on the end of them. I'm a big, big fan of that right now. Score app is fantastic. Um, give me a shout if you want my affiliate link. Um, there you go. I, do you know what? I've got affiliate links for a lot of things and I never use them. I never, I'm just like, yeah, go to this website, go and use this tool. Score app, I'm like, honestly, if you if, if you could buy shares in Score app, I 100% would. Brilliant bit of kit. Anyway, I digress, but quizzes like score app, create a quiz off the back of it. You can create personalized reports for the people that complete the quiz. That is high value and definitely worth giving your, your contact details for. So something like that. Um, you could offer partial access to something paid. So here's my um, here's my social my online social introduction to social media course maybe i'm going to sell that because of all the videos and content in there it's like my brainchild maybe i'm going to sell that for five thousand pounds but if you give me your data you can get module one for free could be something like that partial access to something paid um and then the other thing when it and this is the boring one i should have put this in the middle I'm going to finish off with a boring one, okay? But it's uh, it, in some ways, it's an obvious one as well that a lot of people are missing. Are all your systems talking to each other? Are they all integrated? If I add someone to zero, are they automatically going to be in my mailing list in MailChimp as well? Because they should be. So, you know, if I go to MailChimp, like if I go to zero and I pulled all that data out and I went and looked in MailChimp to see if all those people are there, are they there? Some of the work we do with people sometimes is to actually go to like, right, you, you've got these different systems all doing different jobs. So maybe you've got a CRM doing one thing and you're using MailChimp as another thing and you've got zero or different accounting software there. And maybe you've got, maybe there's another system as well. Actually, sometimes we're just going, right, all that data from zero, let's have that. Let's run a campaign to those people so that People get the opportunity to unsubscribe and opt out, whatever it might be. And then we're going to put that into your email marketing data. Then we're going to do the same thing with your CRM. Then we're going to do the same thing with other systems you've got. Then we're going to make sure that it's all tied up together so that automatically, I love that word. I love that, I love that word even, automatically. Um, I've never, I should Google that because if not, I should like register it and say it's mine. It's I'm sure it's been used a million times before. I'm creative, but not that creative. But yeah, make sure all your systems are integrated correctly so that automatically, if I put someone into my CRM, I know they're immediately in my accounting software, they're immediately in my email marketing software, everything's tidy. And the same thing, if someone unsubscribes in one place, how is that affecting the other things? Okay, so we want to make sure all our systems are integrated in the right way, the most efficient way that still respects all the GDPR rules and that kind of stuff um, and that we've got things in place. If someone says, 
forget me, we can make sure that we can forget them from our systems as well nicely. So there you go. There are about 25 ways there for you to build your email marketing list. I hope that is useful to you. Um, if you're still here, if you've listened to the whole of this episode, then I feel like I should reward you. What, what can I offer you as a reward? How about you DM me on LinkedIn and you just say email list 25. Let's do that. Email list 25. Come and find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. Send me a DM. Send me a, a, a message on there. Just say, listen to your podcast, Christina. You said I should message you. Do it. Email 25 and I will gift you something. Might be a one-to-one -one call with me. Might be some goodies I can put in the post for you. I don't know. We'll see what happens at the time. But yeah, if you listen to the whole of this, let's treat you.